You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. For example, on your sister station in Madison in the afternoon, they have that show where the gentleman co-hosts with Matt Hamilton. I refuse to listen because that guy's a Bears fan. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than... If I had to rate the show... Well, who's Rutledge number one? Rutledge and Hamilton show. Broadcasting oh, yeah. live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Number one in your hearts number one in your minds, and number one to get under your skin. It is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. Uh, Jeff Hathley, I don't know. Did he crush the uh, nah, press conference today? He did fine. Here, I'm going to start. We can, you can chime in on this, 844-770-3776. And I'm saying this at one. Strofe was, I think, a little misleading in his, press, in his sports center when he said that the Packers finally let Hathley speak. The Bears hired her, all their coordinators. They all spoke today, too. So I think this is, a, and they hired some of those coordinators before Halfley. I think this is a normal timeline of you just kind of have them speak. Yeah, you got to iron out contracts and stuff like that. There's a lot of logistics. Yeah, so I mean, the fact that other teams who also hire coaches in the same time frame are also having their coaches speak today does not mean it was an extra long period of time. It was just a, now I guess it's time. Well, it's Green Bay. We censor everyone up there. But Packers here's the fans, thing. That's what we do. They go through media training. I, Felt like Green as Bay to a, me. Bears fan, I don't care what any of the coordinators that talked today had to say, including and even my uh, Eberflus. Coordinators or assistants? Uh, like assistant coaches. None of them. None of them. Uh, it is February 22nd, and the only thing that can happen in these press conferences is something going bad, and then I guess I'd retroactively. But if there's no like for me, an introductory press conference, no news is good news. Of course, you should be very excited. Like, you should be really excited about all the things that your new defensive coordinator here in Green Bay or in Wisconsin is going to bring to the Green Bay Packers. You should have every reason to be super excited about it, but only because you're a fan of the team. Because nothing he said in this press conference makes a nickel's worth of difference in the grand scheme of football in any way, shape, or form. I The only way I slightly disagree with that is I don't think – it can make me any more excited for the season. He can get me a little nervous. Like if we switched uh, from a 3-4 to a 4-3 and he maybe goes out and says, I'm not totally sure. We've got all the pieces yet. Like it might be a couple year thing like to rebuild and get the get the talent we want on the field. Like that could make me nervous about it. Well, that's said, but I'm not going to get any more excited or hyped up about it. And one of, these are one of those things, like I said earlier. It's really, only, you're just going to bring me down. Only bad news comes out of an introductory press <laughs> yeah, conference. Yeah, I'm not going to be any more excited. I'm already stoked that we got a new right. DC. So I wanted I got, Joe Barry out. Yeah. I understand the grass isn't always greener. If this dude gets on stage and tells me grass ain't always greener, at least for a couple years, I'm going to be nervous. So, And I get you yeah, on that part of it. But my whole point is that, like, of course, you're just going to read into what you want to read into and be excited about it because you should be. You're a fan. There's nothing... We have no idea if he's going to be good or not. Right. I mean, Halfley he's going to be good. But. He has no track record of being a defensive coordinator. Like, almost none. But you can like the things he said. You can like what he does and just be excited about it. It doesn't – like, so I just don't understand 
taking anything out of a press conference, an introductory press conference. Of course it should. Yes, to your point, if you leave with a bad feeling, you're in trouble. But Nick Sirianni, who got to the Super Bowl two years ago, had one of the worst introductory press conferences I've ever seen for a head coach. And then he got his team to Super Bowl two years after that. one of the toughest markets out there. So they still... Don't matter in the grand scheme of things, but they can matter a little bit for your psyche. But you but also don't all, want you don't want to end up with the Adam Gaze scene where he's just eyes darting around the room, looking like an absolute buffoon. Yes, I mean if that happens too, that's a bad sign. Right, but right, true, but also retroactively applied as a bad sign because yeah. he was not a good coach. True. Pete Carroll stammered a lot at his introductory press conference with the Seahawks. It happens. I can't imagine Belichick's was great. That's because he didn't yeah. have a piece of gum in his mouth. I he can't imagine that. Belichick's. He needed that yeah. for his tick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. If you're super excited about something that was said at the press conference, great. But Let me know because I like yeah. to get excited about like, something for that. I, I'm just going to say go. be optimistic until proven otherwise. I'm, that's fair. I mean, Packer fans have no problem being optimistic. You don't have, well, I mean, for the most part. That's why Jordan Love is going to finish higher than Justin Herbert. Felt like Green Bay to his me. career. Yeah, well, that's a dumb take. But uh, <laughs> that's not my take. That's the poll, that's the poll results. Yes, that is true. We did ask poll question. <laughs> Joe Burrow just edging out. Just uh, edging out. Jordan Love there. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? Uh, there was a video that went viral today that got us talking around the office, uh, basically about unsolicited advice, and I wanted to ask. The question, and Prime, you can help me with the categories we kind of came up with here, but it was a video online. It started, I saw it first on TikTok, then I think I went to Twitter and Instagram of a professional golfer, uh, a, a women's golfer, professional women's golfer who was at a driving range, and the video starts with her hitting a bomb, a great shot, and some guy just starts chiming in, giving her golf tips. and she A, a, a very smooth shot. She clearly yes. wasn't trying to like crush it. But she had a nice smooth backswing yep. and hit it dead straight. Looked like it was exactly what she was trying to do. Exactly. And this guy decided to chime in on it. She politely kind of just said, like, hey, I'm working on a swing. And I know what I'm doing here. Going through a swing change. Yeah, so I'm purposely going slow. And so my, my follow-through and my downswing are not going to look as fast as you might expect. But thank you. He continues to talk. She continues to go through her practice. I've been golfing for 20 years, <laughs> right. ma'am. I, let, let me tell you. Well, and Thank the you. restraint from her as a professional golfer not to just hit that guy in the kneecaps with the golf club is kudos to her. Because if I was a top-level golfer and someone's coming up to me, and I'm not shanking the ball, I'm hitting them well at least, mm-hmm. and someone came up to me and started giving me advice, I would immediately tell him, go away, I'm a professional. Thank you. Well, I actually, I got a story about some unsolicited advice uh, from none other than Wayne Gretzky. Okay. So I was at a bar in Edmonton at the hotel bar, uh, I believe it was like a Western or something, and I I was at the World Championships uh, of curling, and I had sat down. And the bartender who had recognized me at that point, because I'd been getting nightcaps every night, every other night, uh, he recommended instead of the normal bourbon I go with, I try the Gretzky 99. I get the Gretzky 99, I taste it, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And he kind of gives me one of these head shakes and tilts it to, you know, to the right. So I look to the right, and sure enough, Wayne Gretzky is sitting right there at the bar, two seats down. The great one. The what? great one. And I'm like, yeah, it is pretty good. He's like, hey, glad you like it. And we just... He the curling was on. He came over and we started talking curling. I told him I was a part of Team USA, and we just started John. And then he told me about the time that him and his son went to the 
Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. So I thought uh, Gretzky was going to give you curling advice. So I didn't know oh, where this was going. No, this okay, is so even better. Yeah. So Gretzky's telling me about the time he may have gotten unsolicited advice. So in the Hockey Hall of Fame, they have like a simulator, the same as oh, like a goodness. golf simulator, except they have a hockey goal, and you can pick goalies from the ages. You can have Patrick Waugh. You could get Elliot, the former Badger. You could, you know, Fuhr, the goalie that played with Gretzky when he first started. Like, all these different great goalies. Uh-huh. You could shoot on them. Gretzky's son's taking some shots and uh, whatever, and he's like, Dad, get in here. And Gretzky kind of being a hockey great, and if you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you better go incognito or else you're never going to get out of there. Right. So he's got some, you know, he's got his jacket on still and his hats on. And again, this is his story to me. Which is crazy to me that, like, Gretzky and I. He's got, I think he might even have said he had sunglasses on. That would make more sense because at, at that age, or when he played, I was in the hockey. So right. I would know what Wayne Gretzky looks like. Yeah. So again, this is probably, you know, who knows how long this is. Right. Probably 2000. And in the Hockey Hall of Fame, you'd. The only reason you wouldn't think it was Gretzky is to be like, there's no way Wayne Gretzky's here. There's no way Wayne Gretzky's here. Anyway, he goes in and he takes some shots. And the kid who's running the sim goes in and he goes, excuse me, sir, if you lower your hand a little bit more on the stick, you'll get some more snap on that shot. And Wayne just looks at him and lowers his glasses and the guy freezes (laughs) and is like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry, Mr. Gretzky. Like, I had no idea. And, uh, yeah, that's just one of those times. Like, that is why you don't give unsolicited advice because you don't know who you're talking to. 844-770-3776. How you get into the show? Uh, the 608 chimes in. I'm not sure who this is. He says, biting kneecaps. Not sure what that means. Is that Dan Campbell reference? Dan Campbell? Oh, the for press conference. Yeah. There you go. See? Oh, yes, press <laughs> Thank conference. Thank you. There you go. Hey, Prime. He is our audience translator. <laughs> You're welcome, 608. That's why we yeah. love to have you around, bud. Because uh, well, yeah, once Matt and I say something, it's gone. Like It's, yeah. it's, it, we, oh, it's yeah. like we never said it. Uh, Robin Madison chimes in. That was the golf version of sliding into her DMs. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we did ask Molly Brown about this, <laughs> and she said, in no way is that at all the right way to approach a woman at any way trying to mansplain something to them, but especially when they're doing well. Like that was the other part of it. She was hitting the ball well to jump in because Matt and I want to get to the the we'll get the options up there. But you can chime in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Worst uh, cases or worst type of unsolicited advice to give. But you watched it uh, and, and like you and I golf together. Yeah, and we golf together pretty regularly. And you still ask me, hey. Can I give you a piece of advice? Right. And we're friends, and you're still like, do you mind? Because you, golf, you can get into your head. And it, you, if sometimes someone's like, you know what? Today, I actually just wanted to swing, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a few different things. I don't want to add a third. Because your right. tip always has been like, hey, work on one thing at a time. Yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to give you too much advice because right. it gets overwhelming. Right. And there could be golfing with other people who are hitting the ball well, and, and maybe they're all of a sudden the ball's you know, f- you know, fading one way or slicing the other, but not dramatically. And mm-hmm. you could say, again, you would most likely say, Hey, bud, do you mind if I give you a little tip? Yeah. I noticed this in your swing. And as again, I'm not going to say anything unless I'm seeing like some actual frustration from them, yes. or if after they're done with the shot, they kind of like look at me. Yeah, like you know. And normally, it's like, oh, you blocked that one. Like yep. if they're a real, if they're a golfer that I know knows as much as me, I can just tell them what I saw. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like necessarily even give you advice. Yeah, with you, uh, still, still developing that swing and figuring out exactly. How to like improve because you've got a swing for it. Now it's just about like dialing it in and yep. doing it consistently. 
You, I can actually like ask if you need some advice, but for the most part, just like if I was with my buddies, I'd turn around and be like, do you know why I sliced that? And they're like, yeah, you you opened your hips too early or, or whatever. Your hands were too slow. Yep. And uh, that's why you sliced it. So <laughs> Hips like, don't lie. Hips don't lie. That's true. It's true in golf, and it's true in a lot of sports. There was a side note. There was a great Kirby enthusiasm last week about Larry David stealing golf lessons because he was sitting on a bench and the guy was giving golf lessons to someone else and then Larry started kind of <laughs> acting it out behind him and it was like a whole big thing but gotcha. it was the hips was like I forget exactly what it was it was like up you know come up light and then come through with your hips and it was like but it was just you brought it up with the hips thing yeah. it reminded me of Larry stealing um, golf advice but, but okay. the main thing is you d- don't give unsolicited advice right Have you, has anyone tried to give you now you're you're not someone that can go very incognito especially if you're Curling, right. you really have to be oblivious not to know who you are on a curling ice. You would just kind of put it together. But has anyone tried to give you, like, not knowing who you are, just some advice on, on curling? Or if they know who you are, and they're like, you know what, though, Matt, I know you're a gold medalist, but let me tell you this: it worked in my league. Uh, not really. Okay, not really. It's been it's been pretty good, and for the most part, it, I, I have. It's more of the. People that want advice when I am like clearly got my headphones on and I'm like doing my own practice, and then someone will come over and ask for advice. And again, I normally don't have an issue with that, but if I've got my headphones on and not even like earbuds, or you like, oh, you couldn't tell, like I have the big old over ear, mm-hmm. that means I'm not trying to pay attention to anyone else but myself. Yeah. Like if I'm out there just curling, you know, with no earbuds in, no nothing, like, yeah, I'm. I'm Available now. Let me ask you this, Matt. You used to be a chef at the Tornado Room, right? Was yes. there ever a time when somebody would try to give you like a cooking tip or food tips that you were like, "Hey, dude, I know what I'm doing." Yeah, every once in a while, you know. Here's the thing, though: when you're grilling like with a bunch of buddies, it's kind of like par for the course to give somebody some tips. So even though I spent like three years cooking, you know, 150 steaks a night, five nights a week. For three years, Take that my buddies that. would still like tell me, "He's like, okay, there's three steaks on the grill, Matt. You, you might want to flip that one." I was like, "Buddy, Damn. I'm used to like 20 gr- steaks on a grill at the same time. Like, I don't need you to help me with these three. But you know, I don't say that. I'm like, oh, you're probably right, bud." Jack's uh, colon chimes in. My probation officer once tried to give me unsolicited advice. I had to smack him. Hey now, <laughs> I don't. Okay. Hey, here's some unsolicited advice. Don't do that. <laughs> For some reason, I feel like that's still a reference to Something. some movie. Oh, everything from Jack's colon is but a it's movie the reference. Specific movie that, Fight Club? um, yeah, Fight. I think that there like is a, no, there's a scene where he beats, beats up, up himself in front of his boss. Yeah, yeah, that's no, right. He beats himself up for the there's boss. There's no yeah. probation officer. I okay. don't know. Jack's colon. Is that like your calling? Is that your movie? Fight, Fight Club? Club. <laughs> that used to be my movie, too. So, <laughs> what is it? What is it saying? Like, that is like because it's kind of a borderline red flag movie, I think, yeah, at the oh, same time. Borderline. Like if that's your favorite, oh, you're like, it was. I just really like Ed Norton and Brad Pitt. So I like great it. performances. It's one of those yeah, things fantastic. where, like, in passing, if it's your favorite for a little bit, normal. If right. it's like your favorite ten years later, when I was Ryan's age, it was like one of my favorite movies. Right. Yes. Exactly. And for a few years, and then it's like, well, all right. Well, now it's There's not other my Creed. Good movies. It's yeah. not like your Creed. If someone's like, my yeah. Creed is uh, just like people watch Wolf of yeah. Wall Street and don't realize it's a comedy. Oh my god. Like, like guys a satire. Are the worst. <laughs> right. Like that's not how you're supposed to be. It is making fun of there those is, people. There was this one guy in my high school who was like a total jock. I won't say his name, but he was like, he was the quarterback actually for our football team. And he wore and he, number twelve. And like. <laughs> no, no, no. He <laughs> was up in Green Bay. Um, no, but he he used to talk about how like Jordan Belfort and the Wolf of Wall Street. God, the guy's a genius. He created a new way to sell things, and I'm just like. 
you realize he was a con artist, right? Right. right he's right. like, what do you mean? That guy, he actually uh, went on to, you know, kind of be a con artist in the NIL space for a little while. Lovely. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> no surprise, if I'm yes, being honest. But, like, yeah, uh, that movie, Wolf of Wall Street, if you were unaware, I will inform you now, that was satire. Yes. That, that was making fun of that lifestyle, not hyping it up. 844-770-3776. Ryan, our psychedelic advisor, chimed in. You guys uh, said it already. Asking someone if they want advice is really the only way. Uh, you, you're going to offer advice. Right. Uh, even if it looks like they're screwing something up, you still want to step in with um, offer, you know, ask if they want advice. But on the bright side, in this video, the guy, he did say, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. I've been playing golf for 20 years. You need to follow through faster. It's like, guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> but again, I a million dollars. He's hmm. never done that to a guy in his life. I mean, like he was our, definitely our just trying to hit on her. He, yeah, he's, he, that was the in-person version of sliding. Into and the it's DMs. been a long time uh, since I've had to hit on someone, but I still don't think the rules have changed that much. Coming in, being like, "Hey, I'm so much smarter and better than you." The second I meet you is not the way to do it. It's not. A, I mean, that's not a good one. No. Call me on my cell phone. Uh, I would say, uh, Prime, you came up with a list here. So we, so got, we got a list of four here. So right. I think, personally, my worst is backseat driving or okay. like passenger seat So we're driving. asking you, 844-770-3776, what type of unsolicited advice is the worst type of unsolicited advice? So backseat driving, someone's... I like so that first one. I got Ugh. backseat driving. After that, I got sports technique tips, so golf tips, right. yeah, essentially. Well, even if you've played basketball, no, or I basketball, like, like, like shot, yeah. hockey, hockey, curling yeah. tips. exactly, yeah, yeah, tennis, yeah. exactly. Yeah, squash nowadays, or what's the name? Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball, there we go. Uh, and then cooking tips I already brought up with Matt. Mm. And then, Jim, this one's for you, parenting yeah. tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one, That dude. one should win because you can't, you can't come in with parenting tips. But what if it's... Hey, hey oh. excuse me. I'd hit that kid. <laughs> <laughs> if I was you. If I, Jack's calling and saying, Wait, hey, have you posted I, it? I would have you posted it? I have not posted it. Maybe it goes parenting slash like pet tips, so like if you're a pet owner... Like if okay. someone came in, yeah, that's fair. So you that's because like, like right now sure. I can't relate. But if fair. someone were to say something about like I was at the dog park with my dog and they said like, oh, you know, you could probably have a little better control of your dog if you tried doing this. Yeah, I it, I would. I don't. I, it probably wouldn't set me off the same way it set a parent off, but at least I can kind of get my head around. Even if it didn't set you off, you'd be like. How about you just shut the hell up? Like, yeah. <laughs> Plus, it'll include everybody that doesn't have kids and has kids. So I think that's good. We're an inclusive show. And we are our show, show loves Dancing Goat Distillery out in Cambridge. Locally owned, locally distilled, family-owned business. And uh, obviously, we have the contest going on on our social medias. Go to the week. We'll post another one here. That's your opportunity to win a bottle of Dancing Goat. But... Look, man, you and I, love, whenever we get the chance, uh, we're, we're either having the limousine rye or the uh, quirky and humble blend. There's so many great options with Dancing Goat Distillery. Absolutely. That quirky and humble blend is one of my favorites, not just because it's a double gold medal winner at the New York Spirit Awards, but because it's got a unique flavor given by that brand new charred um, uh Colombian oak wood. So it's different from your granddaddy's uh, whiskey. It is aged in a Colombian wood called the Quirkus Humboldti, thus the name Quirky and Humble Blend. You got to check it out. It It's really a different bourbon, but follows all the bourbon rules. You can get it wherever you get delicious bourbons. But remember, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the goat. Dancing Goat Distillery. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Also brought to you by J&K Security Solutions. 
securing homes and businesses in the Madison area since 1987. Unsolicited advice. Pet peeve, Matt Hamilton. Let's hear it. And those are people who are not hosting a show on ESPN Madison 4 to 6 telling us where we can and can't post our poll questions. <laughs> he is Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. The, what is the idea? What's the phrase? Make the main thing the main thing. And right now, from 4 to 6, Rutledge and Hamilton is the main thing. So I think whatever <laughs> question we are asking on the air. Should be the question that's posted at ESPN Madison. But Prime chickened out and... Uh, no, 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 no. You stop afraid. that. Right. No, 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 no. You stop that. I'm cutting you off right now. I will turn your mic off if you keep talking. All right, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh. I am not kidding. Oh, my goodness. This is not from me. This is from well, our social finish. media. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. But don't say Prime chickened out. But you're afraid uh, no, 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 to, like, no, 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 I'm following the rules of ESPN Madison. Send her my way. So, uh, I did already, but right. now you're throwing me under the bus on the air, and I don't right. appreciate this. Well, you're following the rules, but yes. I don't like the rule. Yeah, precisely. So right. then go to her, don't go to Prime first. I'm going to you because mm-hmm. you cowtailed to the rules. It's our cow-tailed. show. Yes, cow-tailed. it's our show. I, remember I'm, we talked about this, Ryan. It's better to ask forgiveness. Yes, ask no, forgiveness. I'm trying to grow the, the followership on Jim and Matt. Therefore, I post the poll on Jim and Matt and then but repost that's not what from you told ESPN me. You Madison. You said that oh, it's not a direct sports question. If we're doing the show and it's our radio show and we're talking about it and people are interacting with it, it's worthy of being on ESPN yeah. Madison. And well, then you should tell that to Madison. I will. Hopefully she's listening. Option two, <laughs> I will. sports techniques. That should, yeah. That's sports. So right. it's 45% of our sports. Yeah. Should, we put, uh, should, should we rather just put out a lame-ass question of like, do you think Jeff Halfley will be a good coordinator? I thought we were talking about the new college. that on there? I thought we were talking about the new college football video game. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I want to talk about unsolicited advice. And I'm giving you unsolicited advice. Break the rules. <laughs> Send them my way. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Hey, just Jim say, ask forgiveness. Just say, you should have Jim ask forgiveness. Yeah, just if say, if Jim, he tells you to do it, just Jim do it. Jim yelled and at then... me and made me do it. Yeah. People like me. That's what I'm asking. Next time, just say, Jim yelled at me and made me do it. And then I will face the consequences. Yeah. Uh, 844-770-3776 <laughs> is how you get into the show. Sabotaging the show. Yeah, Ryan, uh, Jim is your scapegoat. You yes, can literally post I, whatever you want will, and blame Jim. I will be the bad guy. Blame the bad guy and said Jim bullied me into posting it. People uh, like ESPN me. Madison, the account that Jim created. Oh, by the way, you know I'm the, like literally the person who created the ESPN Madison Twitter account. He invented Twitter. No, but I literally created the account. Like I, I did. Like That's, when we had it, when it first started, I created it. And so then I, you passed it on your baby, and now you're like, come on, we're guarding this a little bit too much. Yeah, I'm just I, saying I agree. that, like, I agree. it'd be like telling us we could only talk about sports on our radio show. <sighs> could you imagine? <laughs> We'd have a podcast in no time. So, like, <laughs> that's the issue like a, I have. Just a podcast. Right, because right. that's be the concern Mr. I have. Mr. Irrelevance. And nobody's ever told us, as a radio show, we have to be only sports. Yeah. So, I would think that that's an extension our social media is. Yeah. Uh, 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. Worst type of unsolicited advice it could be your host telling your producer what to do. But I, uh, right now, it is a landslide parenting slash pet tips uh, yeah, followed up by backseat, backseat driving. Where, 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 yeah, I'm at 33 votes. It's 
Oh, it jumped up. Parenting pet tips, 39% backseat driving. Oh, yeah, so it's jumping up. That's the one I voted for. I I mean, granted, I don't really have kids, so I can't. And honestly, if somebody says something about my dog, I'm like, whatever. (laughs) It's not that big a deal. When I'm driving and you tell me something, it drives me nuts. Actually, this year, I took a roundabout a little too fast in Canada, and one of my teammates, John Landsteiner, just said, jeez, right? And I was like, I was a little upset at the time, and they these guys had uh, had a couple, and I was the DD. I think it was I wasn't feeling real well. I was like maybe had a cold, so I was like, yeah, I don't want to drink. I'll drive you guys. And he said something, jeez, take the corner a little faster, something like that. And I literally was like, who are you, the king of driving? <laughs> the dumbest comeback ever. But I like, I like <laughs> snap. The jerks. <laughs> got it. Got there it. There you go, Ryan. Nailed it, now, Ryan. see, he totally redeems himself right there. Yeah. Also, we got, the, uh, I think, the best type of compliment we can get. Uh, Jack Skullin chimes in. The show's getting a little Howard Stern fun. I didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, he's been on the air a long time, right? But I mean, like, we're just calling out people. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna pull back the curtain. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's gonna be a long spring, guys. We have, call- we are very good at pulling back the curtain. If I like, when I have a good idea and I tell Ryan to be ready for something, Jim's like, "Oh, I get radio, Matt." Right? I want, yeah, <laughs> I want our audience in with us. <laughs> cool. Uh, whether I do get in uh, trouble or not, uh, Jim and Matt chime in. Do what you want on the show, Crimey. Uh, then we have 608 chimes in, annoyed. First of all, please give your, uh, your, uh, who you are, because I'd like to um, uh, give you credit Unless here. you're but a coward. <laughs> annoyed Jim is the most entertaining Jim, reminiscent of your iconic Rutledge rant on stamps. Uh, don't get me started on stamps. <laughs> you guys know oh, God. stamps. No, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I forgot, and I don't want you to get uh, back on. Stamps. We lost the iconic Jim Rutledge stamps uh, audio somewhere stamps down the line. And... Math is another one too. Here's my take that for give my quick take on math. At some point, we just got to give it up. As far as like, if you're <laughs> math, no, but like if you're like a junior in co- in high school, yeah, and you're struggling with basic geometry, like we can just call it like, hey man, you're not gonna have a career using math, like geometry, algebra, and really in this world, like you're not gonna be in a position where you are not gonna have access to answers t- that would revolve around algebra, geometry. So let's just have you get into something that would be more beneficial for your future career. Like, there are some people who are really good at math. Math with business applications is what you take. (laughs) The math of cooking. Yeah, I I got through Algebra 2 in high school, and then uh, my freshman year when I was at uh, Madison College now, at the time it was MATC. Is it your freshman year when it's your own year? No, I was kidding. Yeah, well, I guess my only year of college. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was pretty good, Jim. Touche, salesman. But yeah, I took math with business applications, and it literally was like the first two weeks were addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. And it was was painful. It was painful to sit through. I uh, took math for liberal arts, so you can imagine what kind of hard class that was. <laughs> so basically, math for dummies. Yeah, I was planning on going into a marketing background, so like, yeah, bit the math with business applications seemed like the right move. <laughs> Sounds like my class. Uh, how <laughs> Robin Madison chimes in, how mean am I that I once made my date pull over her car and let me drive because she drove crazy as bleep? Hey, now. I mean. That date could not have gone well. Yeah. Did she ask you to drive you home? And not in a good way, Rob. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll throw this person under the bus. 
wasn't we'll my wife. Going all day. It wasn't my wife. Uh, this is back when I was in high school. I very for a very short time dated another curler who also went to the Olympics uh, on my sister's team, and her. Uh, I'll just say her name. It was Nina, uh, and we were driving to a movie one time, and I kid you not. And I joke about this to this day. I could have like unscrewed the gas cap to the, or like gone under the the trailer of a semi. Half the car was under this semi, and she was in one of those like uh, Pontiac Sunfires. You know, so you're basically reenacting the scene from Christmas Vacation. Where kind he- of. We didn't get completely under it, but I was. I was appalled. <laughs> like we, I didn't say anything at the time, but when we were leaving the movie, I asked her if I could drive her car <laughs> on the way back, and she didn't think anything of it. Thank goodness, and I got to, and we got home safely. And well, here we are. Because I think you are similar to me uh, in the idea you. that I I hate backstreet driving, so I do my absolute best to not. not but even if, I'm if scared, like, <laughs> right, <laughs> like it's one thing. Right. Even if it's at my own detriment, <laughs> right. I still the would rather not. Backstreet drive. The worst thing is when you're on a long road trip with someone who you're like really close friends with and you're driving on the highway and it's very congested and it just feels like you're on a roller coaster for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, you're just yeah. like See, white knuckling the bit of me. I, I definitely, I, I wouldn't say tailgate, but I don't necessarily oh, leave a ton of room oh, behind. Oh my gosh. You know, I don't think Ryan especially would like driving Especially in, oh, in no. traffic, I don't want anyone like taking my spot. So I'm not yeah, giving it, you more than you, like yes. two uh, car lengths. Matt, I think you I and I I want to make that guy merging uncomfortable that he's too close to me because yes. I'm not trying to give up that spot. The yeah. worst type of person who comes like cuts in front of you like they're Steve McQueen and then just drives like normal. Right. Like, what we, why did you have to get out in yeah. front of me to then just go to speed limit? You know, I had another situation like that today. I would... Two entrances onto the belt. It was from Highway 51 onto the belt line, right? So you know there's two lanes to turn. In the outside lane where I was, there was a truck pulling like a, a, a trailer with like a golf cart or something on it. Maybe a little like ATV, all like yeah. UTV kind of thing. And they take the corner super slow. I'm like, no big deal. That makes sense. The lane next to me is wide open. I get over. And I accelerate, and this person guns it, and then just starts merging immediately. There's two lanes for a quarter mile, and she just starts coming over, and I have to like slam the brakes. And I was like, "You took that corner so darn slow, and you're hauling this thing, and then you like gun it." She was going 65 before <laughs> we were even onto the 55 mile an hour belt line, so she, they clearly saw me, yeah, and decided this jerk is just got out of the lane that I was that they're behind yeah. me and wants to pass me really quick. Cause like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are you trying to run people off the road? And your car dr- pulling a trailer is like 50 feet long, right? 40 feet long. Like we, what are you doing here? Right. So uh, I was a little upset on the way in. I, I don't blame you, man. Uh, that like it gets your eye up. thumbs up. Like that's my that's my new thing. Like, don't give them the finger because that's too satisfying. Yeah. If people just give them like a nice driving thumbs up, uh, see what I with a real sarcastic smile. Here's what I do. Um, is I think I shared this story the, the other day, but I was at a stoplight and someone was just. I have like a five second rule, so they were like stuck at the stoplight and it turned green. So finally, I'm like, all right, I just gotta honk the horn here. Give them a little. Get, yeah, we got, we gotta get going here. Yeah. So. That's right. Five that seconds is, is so generous. Right, so there's no five seconds is long. You get yeah. like a second and a half for me. Yeah. So like so five yeah. seconds is probably three <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> yeah. Ask Jen. 
<laughs> Bluegiller bust, right? Bluegiller bust, yeah. baby. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, <laughs> five second rule for Bluegill. Yeah, she wishes. <laughs> uh, Only on special occasions. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I uh, so then I I I go and the car kind of goes slow. I don't know if they were annoyed by it, so I just kind of go to the right and go around them. And then this car decides to just ride along next to me, Fast and the Furious style, with like just going back and forth, like trying to like come to my lane. And I can see it in my peripheral, but like like they're trying to like overtake you. But no, they're trying to mess. With, like they're trying oh. to like tell me I'm like they're mad at me. Like they are ah. upset with this. So they were just basically hang like yeah. roll down their window. Were giving me the bird, and I could see it on my peripheral, but I didn't. I didn't give them. I did not give them the glory of looking over. And I've tinted windows too, so like I'm just not. And this is a smaller car. I mean, again, I have my mm. big truck from Sinbin. So I'm like, what is this car doing? Because if you try to mess around, I will just take you off the road. Like, <laughs> we'll just get crap. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you try to actually smash into me, like you're gonna lose. Like yeah, it's a that, smaller I mean, car. Right. And so then the car is upset with that, gets in front of me, and then tries to like do this whole like brake check. Yeah. And oh so my then, gosh, the brake check is the worst. So I just stay behind them, and then like finally they speed off. Their license plate was never late or something along those lines, like a personalized one. But I'm like, well, what a tool bag. Like, you're the one that was cool. stuck at the light that you were staring off into space and look at your phone, and you got mad that I just told you, I'm not going to sit there all day and not go yeah. through the light because you're dinking around on your phone. So I'm like, with you there, except I wouldn't, I wouldn't never... Avert my gaze. I would sit there and I would give them the stare right back and the, th- the sarcastic smile and the thumbs up. It's the best. Oh, Trust man. me, it, it, it's so much better, especially when they're so mad that they're going to give you the finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you I... just, the thumbs up and smile, maybe a little wave. Like you don't even know what's going on. You're like, hey, fellow citizen. <laughs> That's good. Too. That's good. Too. It, it is so good See, because I just they just like get the, more upset. I'm just going to like drive along and listen to music. I don't even know you exist, but that's right. a good way to No, too. they get Same. way more upset. Okay. Well, I feel like, and that like makes me happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy in there. Yeah. Like, that's like, we're, we're a show for happiness. We're, all ask, we're are, are also asking you what's the worst type of unsolicited advice. Uh, right now, 47% of you say uh, parenting slash pet tips. 2% of you say cooking tips, uh, 15% of you say sports techniques, and 36% of you say backstreet driving. El Dinero Grande says, I have to imagine that parenting slash pet advice from people who don't have kids or pets would be aggravating. Or and, people who do have kids. Yeah, I don't care if you have kids or not. Don't. You only chime in. I don't. I think we talked about this. The, the, the girl screaming, you suck. Like, I might think that her parents suck and like they should rein her in. But I'm not, I'm not getting into that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to deal with it that night. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Matt Hamilton here to tell you about my friends at Revive Restoration. Nobody plans for accidents to happen, but when they do, you can count on Revive to be professional, efficient, and detail-oriented as they make things right again. Revive Restoration. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. I have like a five-second rule. So they were like stuck at the stoplight. Five that seconds is, is so generous. Right, so there's a second and a half for me. Yeah. So like, so five yeah. seconds is probably three seconds. In- <laughs> yeah, ask Jen. <laughs> Two-second man, Matt Hamilton. Howdy. Two-second Matt, is that your nickname? I mean... It, it, it's probably going to be now. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it to yourself. 
I mean, we're just, I'm just playing the game, guys. We're on the radio every day. I can't just not say anything each time you set me up to embarrass myself. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Matt, at your age, one and a half seconds is, I mean, that's incredible. Like, they should study you for science. <laughs> like, they should study me for science for a lot of other reasons than that, Ryan. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, your ability to drink like uh, an ungodly amount of dancing goat and Coors Light, eat ice cream and goldfish, and still function the next day. Still function the next day, right? Like I'm just built different. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some me. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. David Deerfield chimes in. No advice to people with loud screaming kids in a restaurant, but I understand why some animals eat their young. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes, because like if I was gonna unnecessarily give uh, advice like right now, most of the time if your kids are unruly at a restaurant, that's not unique to that restaurant, right? And so like I knew as a kid, I could not go to the restaurant and act like an insane person, mm-hmm. uh, and so I just think that it's usually indicative of a bigger problem. So you're not fixing anything by pointing yeah. it out. Now, if you can imagine, I'm. Am and was a loud person. Just my voice in general, it carries. Yeah. And what? my like warning that we're going into a place where you need to uh, be a little more calm is my dad would just be like, "This is an inside voice restaurant. <laughs> like this <laughs> yeah. is an inside voice place." Yeah. And that was like my. If you don't, <laughs> you're either gonna go back out in the car, or you know, like there will be heck to pay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that uh, it did not take long to figure out exactly what that phrase meant. And it meant shot collars coming. I think it might have meant the shot collars coming out. And it just, I think I turned into a better human being because of that. <laughs> like, everyone's different. You got to have to be kept in line. I need you to give, like, Cliff's note version of the shot collar. Oh, oh no. We should wait. Let's, let's wait until I can get my dad on to okay. tell this story. Okay. Because well, he's uh, driving up north today. They're going okay. to their family cabin. So All right. But long story short. You, I turned on a shot collar before our dog got. You were surprisingly a smart ass, and you were, yeah. You paid the consequence for it. Yeah, when you think your father Scott can cool dude, and uh, yeah, yeah, my dad will elaborate. It is we could have like a parenting corner with him, uh, with how he handled Matt, how he handled Matt Hamilton. Yeah, I, you know, my parents. That's why my mom gets all my medals because she deserves all of them. Uh, Jack Scullin chimes in. Never thought to be anything worse than ten second Tom. So congratulations, man. Uh, you did it! Y'all heard a minute, man. <laughs> minute, Matt Hamilton is something he is aspiring to be. Yeah, exactly. Someday. Like it's unhealthy at that point. I mean, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. Heart, heart issues. You're Thirty-five years old. <laughs> I got things to do. I waste my time at a stoplight for more than two seconds. We gotta go. <laughs> What's the worst type of unsolicited advice right now? 48% of you chime in with parenting slash pet tips. 38% of you say back uh, seat driving. 13% of you say sports techniques and tips. And apparently everyone is happy with cooking tips. I mean, yeah, because not everyone knows necessarily what they're doing. So maybe an unsolicited cooking tip might save the meal. The thi- I- like, here's the thing. I do think that the driving thing is the most relatable. Right, because mm-hmm. everybody's driving who's listening to this show at some point. Yep. Right, and that's like, and, and if you're not, and if you don't know driving, you definitely don't have kids, so you're not voting <laughs> that one. 
right? So, but that, I think the parent, like the, the parenting I, thing, I think people are being what's the word? Is it they have empathy for it, or they they understand where you definitely don't want parenting tips? But even like the the again the pet one, like I get annoyed. My dog is hands down the biggest baby on the face of the earth, and uh, she's afraid of just about everything, but she looks mean. But I honestly take offense when I'm walking the dog and people then walk across the street. And I'm mm. like, hey, give me, like, I would give you, I, give me the benefit of the doubt to know that, like, if I were, like, I, usually if I'm walking, I'll pull her at least, she's not, I understand she's intimidating looking, so, and she sometimes acts a fool, but not, like, nothing crazy, but she might, like, try to sniff, get a little close, and that can make some right. people nervous. So I'll pull, I'll kind of wrap her uh, leash kind of tight in my hand so she right. can't really go anywhere, but I just do that subtly when they walk by. Like, give me the person this benefit of the doubt that I'm not going to let my dog attack your dog. <laughs> like, That's fair. I honestly, I'm not even, I'm not offended. I actually appreciate it because I was... I've got two dogs. Typically. Oh, you're, yeah, you got so two it different. Is like, yeah, yeah, I've got to control both of them, and honestly, they're both pretty good. Especially if I'm just like keep going, keep yep, going, and yep. like all of a sudden I pick up my pace. Yep, they're just in it for the walk. Yep, but two is different too as well. I, I, have no I really do. I two appreciate that. You. And there's other times where like if it's you know not a sidewalk on the other side, I will walk like away down like into down off onto the yard or like in that little strip of grass yeah, between yeah. and just try and have my dog sit yeah. and just relax. But, no, I appreciate that. I, I can see where it's coming from because you got the, the pit mix. Yeah. But, no, the, and the other thing is I got two goldens and, like, I don't want you to pet them because my golden likes to jump. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't want anyone trying to pet I, Dolly because she'll jump too. And, and yeah, I, yeah, I just don't want them to jump on you because they, you know, they got claws and if you're not a dog person or yeah. not ready for it, you don't, yeah. you're going to get, you might get scratched. Right. right now. It's a problem, I, but don't tell me how to keep my dog from jumping. <laughs> right, right. Uh, 844-770-37-76. And uh, okay. Tim and Oregon chimes in. Matt, damn, we ate at the Tornado Room many years ago with you most likely there. Great meal. There you go. Took a while. Probably only uh, had to send the steak you. back once. But it was perfectly grilled. <laughs> no, I just said you took too long, so congratulations. Yeah, I Sometimes mean. Sometimes you take a long time. Hey, you're welcome. This is uh, Rutledge and Hamilton. Oh, oh, I'm going to give away... Uh, Matt, how many years were you cooking at Tornado Room? Um, three and a half, probably. Three and a half years? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long Why ago was Why do you think that? he was asking you? I ha- Honestly, I have no idea. We need a number for a cue to call. Three and a oh. half is worthless. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. This is not over Let's under. Let's go four years. Let's All go right. four years. Caller number four. <laughs> I... Where were you? I was not picking up what you were putting no, down, no, okay? No. <laughs> you were full on, I'm on a walk mode. No, <laughs> I was like, Matt, how long you work there? I was like, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. Three and a half years. Three years, seven months. And 14 days, 12 <laughs> seconds. Uh, all right. <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll convert that to the number of days, and then we'll take that caller. All right. Call caller 1005. Right. Caller number four wins a case of High Life. 844-770-3776. Caller number four wins a case of High High Life, 844-770-3776. Call, Call number now. Four. It only takes two seconds. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, hey presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, featuring national curling champion and America's sweetheart, Matt Hamilton, on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand.
Congratulations to Noah in Madison. He won a case of High Life, the champagne of beers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I am Rutledge. And I want to highlight the dive bar of the week, Matt. I feel like you've been here. I have been to Pitcher's Pub plenty of times. Oh, my gosh. I was just talking about Pitcher's Pub and going there with a buddy just recently. It is secretly massive. It It's not. I mean, I guess it's honestly, it's incognito in general. You don't really know it's there. They've got uh, probably like, it's got to be like 10 pool tables, tons of darts, food, sneaky dive bar, good. Like, I've had the burgers there, I've had the wings. Okay. They got your classics from, you know, your like classic Cisco deep fried stuff as well. But like, I'm telling you, man, Pitcher's Pub, little high life, what, $2 high life tonight? Yep. Next for, for today through next Thursday. Man, that's the spot. If you are looking to play some pool and watch some sports, that's the spot. Like here's what's here's how it makes it a great Wisconsin dive bar. Closed on Sunday unless there's a noon or three o'clock Packer game. Then open one hour before and one hour after the game. Let's go. That's awesome. I, I do remember. So like they're like, you know what? We want to give our employees off on Sunday, but you know, Packer game takes precedence. I have a nice memory. Well, it ended up not being a nice memory, but I watched the uh, Badgers versus Florida NCAA. Oh, oh yeah, man! Yeah. This game, like it was a good game. Yep. Just you know, obviously let down at the end, but awesome place to watch sports. Really is. Absolutely, Pitchers Pub. Get two dollar high lives over at Pitchers Pub in Madison, just off the Beltline. We actually did two or three fantasy football drafts for ESPN Madison at Pitchers Pub. I mean, there's plenty of room. Yeah. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? We are asking you. What uh, what's the worst type of unsolicited oh, advice? Unsolicited fantasy football advice. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's not bad. That may, that should have replaced cooking tips because cooking tips is barely registering here. It's like pulling a Hamilton, just one. <laughs> okay, you're cutting me short here, bud. Cut me in half. <laughs> Parenting tips slash pet tips. Uh, right now, basically fifty percent. Backseat driving, basically at forty percent, and then sports techniques and tips at thirteen percent. Yeah, unsolicited advice in general, man. Yeah. It, yeah, it, but here's <laughs> no one's ever driving like, do you think I'm doing this okay? <laughs> True. Hey, backseat drivers, I, I know you I know you guys have really so, been good about keeping your mouth shut, but can you help me out? What do you think? Am I doing anything wrong? I wanted to ask this question here, Ryan, because you seem like you drive different than Matt and I. So I think I can describe <laughs> the way Matt drives is I don't think I've actually ridden with Matt when he's driven or vice Oh, you've ridden with me when I've driven. Yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, yes. yes. Oh. So, I, I, so obviously I'm a good driver. Apparently. Well, <laughs> or Matt was so afraid that he passed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was just a sleepy guy. Yeah. When I, <laughs> Surprise. Like, the thing is, and I think this is the right way to drive, though. When I drive, I'm driving. I'm engaged. So yes. I'm not just yes. dinking around. So if there's the, an angle to be had or there's a spot, that, I'm going for it. Like, yeah. I'm doing, I'm, We're going places here. So we we're driving. finished up golf. I had just had some uh, CBD from Madison yeah. Extracts. Yeah. Well, Scott Chalmers yeah. brought me some. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I fell asleep in the back because I was very comfortable. The 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 heat was probably turned on a little too high because yeah. it was a rainy day yeah. up uh, yeah. at yeah. our golf course. So, yeah, yeah we are trying to warm there. back yeah. up. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, you know, just got a little too comfortable. Jim, supposed to be Dan Hop. Yep, Sim, just Damn driving. Hot. Just driving. I believe uh, it. Driving I could smooth. S- I could see Jim being like, hey, look, that's my spot. I'm taking it before, like, little Doddle, me probably, be driving in the left lane. And it's not even aggressive. It's just like, otherwise, I yeah, feel like I'm going to fall ag- asleep. I'm just 
driving. Okay. That's yeah, all. The way you describe it does not sound aggressive And I think to Matt me. drives the same way, where he's driving. Like, mm-hmm. we're not, like, trying to run people off the road or anything, but we are just... I'm always locked in, so I'm just I'll say paying this. attention. I am more of a cruiser as a driver. Like, I get locked into what I... Like, especially if I'm on the highway or if I'm driving out of a street or a road that I know well, I'm just kind of cruising down. Like, I know the exact same beats and motions. I'm not trying to, like... Get in front and take anybody's spot or anything. Yeah, because if I got the music on too, like so the music affects how I'm driving a little bit though too. Like I'm not getting crazy. Like if DMX is on, I'm not running people off the road or anything. But again, I'm, I'm just my pace is there. Like for example, my dad goes the other way. I swear to God, he just sets one speed at all times when he drives now. Like he's one of those where it's like it's 45, whether it's 25 or 65, I'm going oh, 45. Like, that's tough. That's just what I'm doing. So it's he's only right like 10 percent of the you time. Rule of thumb. What's that? For, for speed, I mean, yeah. For oh speed. yeah, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What's your rule of thumb for speeding? I feel that I will be infuriated if I get pulled over if I'm going five over or less, and then six I still feel good about. But five, I will I will be upset if I get pulled over going five over. But usually six to seven. I basically add ten percent. To okay, everything. Like so like twenty five, like I don't I'm going right in between thirty and twenty five, but I'm definitely pushing it. Yeah. But if it's you know the Interstate where it says seventy, like we're going seventy-seven. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's seventy-seven. Right, so ten percent, ten percent across the board. Because I'm like, I never thought of it like that. I just know, like, if it's seventy, I'm going seventy-seven. If it's mm-hmm. twenty-five, I at this point it's I live like in the neighborhood and I'm getting really annoyed with people going through. So now I go twenty-five, uh, unless it's like, but like mm-hmm. I'm talking like neighborhood sort of right. twenty-five. It's different twenty-five. Parking lot, yeah, yeah, it's, it's different. a different, yeah, different twenty-five. I, mean, I really do wish that like we would East just wash twenty-five is. I feel good at like twenty-seven. 20. Mm-hmm. I wish we would just adopt. Minnesota's like, like rule for uh, like residential areas. It's th- it's basically thirty everywhere. Okay. That like where anywhere that it's twenty five here in Wisconsin, it's thirty in Minnesota. Interesting. And I I prefer that because I that, honestly I don't I wouldn't go any faster than that because that's plenty fast for a neighborhood. True, yes. But I guess then people are gonna like now I can go thirty five. Well, and I don't. To your point though, the people that are speeding through that I get annoyed with, like I can't tell if you're going twenty five or thirty. It's the ones that are using my neighborhood at, at times, and like there's little kids in the neighborhood, including mine, that use it as a cut through. Ah. And so it's like I'm running late, and so I'm just gonna cut through this neighborhood and try to go like beat these lights and come through here at like thirty five miles per hour, yeah. and like you're just an a hole uh, because like people live here, dogs, pets, like kids, like there's people out and about. Yeah. You can't be going that fast in a residential area. You're, like, you, I mean. You're just a jag. If I had a nickel for every time my basketball went into the street, right, man. Like, but even in your neighborhood, like 35 would be. I would imagine it's 25. Crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you went 30, especially the way they built this new road, because sure. I complained about the road construction finally yes. done. Yeah. Now I'm complaining. Nice. Whoever built it is an idiot. Was they it think always that the- we live in like California and it's good to have like a little boulevard in the middle? The plows. Thank goodness we had no snow this year because the plows must have just hated it. <laughs> just every 150 yards, there's like a little concrete thing that tells you there's like a median in the middle of the road. <laughs> it's like, what's the point of this? Just give me a paved road. I just wanted some freaking curbs here. Oh, we almost got him swearing. This is Relish <laughs> Hamilton presented by Cruise Light. <laughs>